Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza Christina, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for TikTok and Instagram, The Gratitude Chick 2, that's T-O-O, for Facebook, and join my Facebook group, The Magic of Gratitude. Start your gratitude journey today with 21 Days of Thankfulness, available now on Amazon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode as we continue our mindset journey. So today's episode, we are going to, of course, we're still talking about the mindset. Absolutely. But I am going to start adding more episodes because I know I have been really slacking on my pimping with these episodes. So I am going to add more episodes to instead of you know, one every other week. I'm going, my my goal is four episodes a week. Four episodes a week. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. I am bringing back the devotional on Saturdays. So that will start this week. Um, I was supposed to do a Monday motivational episode this week, but time got away from me. So <laughs> there will be no, of course, you know, I'm recording this right now on Monday. So there won't be an episode for Monday, but Tuesday, um, which is to this episode for Tuesday, is the mindset. Thursday is going to be um, the book, still the book episode. I, w- I want to start a different book, but I know people are still listening to the Book of Enoch. So I am thinking, go with me here, I may do five episodes. I know, I know. I'm try I'm trying not to get back to where I was. But I want to start um Ooh, don't you hate it when the when things just fly out your mind? What is the name of that book? Found it. It is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I do want to start that one. I know we um did the one um The Science of Getting Rich by uh Wallace Waddles. That's already on here. But I do, I've never, I've read The Science of Getting Rich a couple times, but I've never read Think and Grow Rich. So that one I do want to add. So, but I still want to finish the Book of Enoch. So I'm in a kind of a quandary. And I think that what I'm going to do until I finish the Book of Enoch is add the Wednesday episode for Think and Grow Rich. And then once the Book of Enoch is done, I will switch it, you know, I don't know. You guys know how I am. I should not make <laughs> plans. <laughs> I should not make plans. Anyway, starting right now, I should have started it in the beginning, but right now I am going to start with some music. I don't know. I should have started it in the beginning. So please forgive me for this wonky sounding episode where it's just my voice and my breathing. <laughs> in the beginning and now you're going to get some music well it's not really music I'm trying to start doing this what are what are they called suffigio sounds with the hertz because I do believe um there is something to that you know I do believe that there's something to that so um this one I'm going to listen to is about 
anxiety and pain relief. So, and I think it's, you know, we live in a, we're living in a time where there's so much going on. Every time we turn on, you know, kind of the television, there is, or not even the television, we go on so, social media, there's some kind of, you know, shooting or, you know, especially here in America. And we just need, you know, something to, to help us manage this anxiety that's just coming up. So, and then so many people are getting, you know, sick because of the foods they were eating. So, this is called, um, it is Sophagio Frequencies. I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong. 174 hertz, pain relief, and healing. So, that is what we're going to play for this episode. So, the title of this episode, I don't know yet, but we are talking about of course the mindset but I think what I want to talk about today is abundance now a lot of times when we hear abundance at least for me I automatically jump to wealth how much money you know riches but I think that now my kind of definition of abundance is mainly in all areas like especially health like I want to be abundantly healthy I want to be abundantly wealthy I want to be have an abundance of love I want to have an abundance of travel I want to have an abundance of laughter and joy and happiness and family like this is when I think of abundance now that is what I want with abundance that is the abundant life that I want right now. So um, I know, I think I've told you guys that I am on this, not just on the mindset journey, but part of my journey, I did join the company Mind Valley um, to help me through changing my mindset because it is more than, um, it is. it has been a daunting kind of... Uh, journey for me it it has been daunting and I think that as a result of the things that I am I'm going through in life and you know just or the things that I've been through in life that it has been it has proven itself to be way more you know challenging than I thought it would be and it's just simply because I'm 47 and I have decades of things to eliminate or yeah I guess I I, I have not even eliminate um what I'm learning is that I need to give back the things that don't serve me and so one of the lessons that I learned today is um to write out the limiting beliefs that I hold about myself and when I sat back and I wrote out these beliefs and it, and it was basically to write it in a way that says, I can't do this because of this. And let me tell you, I had a really aha moment and I'm going to, I'm going to just start here as a Christian. And when you're raised, not just raised being a Christian, because a lot of 
people who aren't Christians make Christianity as a religion. I personally don't believe Christianity is a religion. I believe it is the set of beliefs and morals. I believe religion is the denominations that you belong to because religion, um, the Bible tells us true religion is looking after the fatherless and the widows. So the religion that we know today in our world are, you know, Baptists and, you know, um, Methodists, Seventh-day Adventists. These to me are religions. I don't look at Christianity as religion. It's more to me a set of beliefs. And that is what I, because Christianity, you can be a Christian and your religion be Baptist, you know, or Methodist or Seventh-day Adventist. You know, you can be a Christian and belong to all of those denominations or to one, excuse me, one of those denominations. So for me, um, I know I am a Christian only. I'm, I don't, even though my name is on the books of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, I am no longer a practicing member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church just simply because I don't believe, I no longer believe what they believe. And I believe that I have had a lot of limiting beliefs start with being a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And and it's not just the, the you know them specifically. I believe all religion set you up for limiting beliefs. And it's just simply because they have a set of beliefs for their church that is limiting. And when you when you get baptized, you have to kind of pledge yourself to those churches and in, in their beliefs. And that is the issue that I have is that I no longer believe what they believe. I still believe, of course, in God. I believe in creation. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe in the second coming of Christ. I believe in the Seventh-day Sabbath. That is where my beliefs end with the Seventh-day Adventist church. Um, so I said all that to say, um, because a lot of limiting beliefs that we have about money comes from being a Christian or excuse me, sorry, comes from our churches, our pastors who, and that is why people like Joel Osteen are called, what are they called? Um, money preachers or something like that because prosperity preachers, they, they teach prosperity and abundance. And because he teaches this, he's called a prosperity preacher, more like a hack because the churches um, the, these denomination, denominational churches don't necessarily preach prosperity. They preach. And, and the killing part is that when you listen to Joel Osteen, he's not preaching about money. He is preaching um, about positive things, choosing positivity, choosing to go to God and listen to God about your problems and seeking a positive outcome. That is what Joel Osteen preaches and when I go to church or when I went to church for all those years, I got, you know, your skirt being too short and, um, you know, preaching about secular things and how we shouldn't be listening to the music, which I, I do agree about this music. You know, Satan was the, or Lucifer was the choir director. Okay. So I do believe he has a hand in the music that we listen to and, and he has the ability to, I mean, and just look at, listening to the hurts and, you know, the 
808, all of those things are designed to either help us heal or, you know, give us some other emotional reaction. So I do believe that. A lot of times, even this this past week, I was listening to Janae Aiko, and I had to turn her off because I, I realized while I was listening how my mood started to plummet because she's singing about a lost love. And I was like, wow, I was, you know, really cheerful before I started listening to her. So I immediately turned her music off. And I am a music person, so it is really a hardship for me not to listen to music because not only is it's like a double whammy when you're listening to music now because the music is there to affect your mood and then hear the words as well. So be mindful of the music that you're listening to because the music is there to affect your your to affect your emotions, but the words are as well. So you're affirming those words. And like I tell my niece, affirmations, um, it's just kind of like a pretty word that people put on to say, I am wealthy. But affirmations are an affirming statement. And affirming statements can be anything that you say over and over and over and over again. So it doesn't have to be, I am wealthy, I am strong, I am courageous. It could be, um, there are no good men in this world. All the good men are taken. You affirm that enough. That is your affirmation. So watch the words that you're singing with these music, this music, because unbeknownst to you and your ignorance of this subject, you are affirming whatever that singer or whatever the music writer has written. And it may not be what you believed going into that song, but you affirm it enough, it will be what you believe going out of that song. So I just thought I would say that. But anyway, those are the kind of the the kind of um sermons that we would hear. Now there was one pastor that I loved so much when I was in college because I went to a Seventh day Adventist university and or Seventh day Adventist college, I should say. Um, but it was one pastor that I loved. His name was John Nixon. And I loved him so much because he was the only pastor that preached every sermon about Jesus. Like every time I went to church, I heard about Jesus and his love for us. It was not a condemnation message, which I I hated those messages because to me it was contra to what the Bible says. The Bible says that there is now uh there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So if the Bible tells us this, why then would I need to sit for two hours in you know listening to you preach condemnation to me so it was it was just a lot of a contradictory things in the church for me that I was just like no thank you and then I was a part of a church where it was very segregated you know there were white conferences and black conferences and when the whole um 2020 you know marching for black lives matter happened and there was nothing from this com- from the general conference to kind of let us know that they're with us that was it for me 
because my thing is as a black person in your conference, which you have many of us, for you not to stand out in solidarity with us lets me know that you don't care for us and I am not going to continue to return my tithes to any church under the Seventh-day Adventist umbrella where my tithes don't go to that church, it goes to the general conference, that's when I said no, because I'm not going to continue to feed into the general conference. So instead of returning my tithes to any church now, I try to return my tithes to um, charities like um, homeless and things like that, because the Bible says true religion is to take care of the fatherless and the widows, and a lot of those are sitting in homeless shelters. So that is what I do with my tithes now because I still believe in returning tithes. I still believe in that 10%. And I believe that God will bless me. He tells me that in his word. So um, I didn't mean to, for this to be very churchy or things like that. It's, it is a mindset episode, but I just wanted to give you guys kind of my my thought process in on limiting beliefs. So the 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 aha moment i had today was from um it is a scripture that i read and i interpreted it wrong um and i've interpreted it that way for at least a decade at least it may be longer but for at least a decade um it is deuteronomy 8:18 8, i'm trying to pull it up on my um bible app okay and it says and you shall remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day so in that scripture you may just hear that you know remember god he is the one who gives you the power to get well that's really what it's saying but my mind interpreted that and it, and I and I interpreted it this way because of all the the sermons that I've heard about you know it's easier for a, you know a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to get to heaven all these things that I've heard growing up so my interpretation was that because I am not wealthy that God did not give me the power to get wealth and it just kind of expanded from there I used to be a, per, a person who believed that I can get any job I wanted. I can do anything I wanted. Like I've never had, I've always had confidence in my ability and in my intelligence and all those things. But it has been lately that um, because I am on a different journey now and I, I don't want a job in corporate America, but I probably... I don't know. I don't want a job in corporate America. I don't. I just, the thought of going back to corporate America gives me anxiety and it gives me, it makes me sad. Like seriously makes me want to cry because I hated corporate America, but you don't know you hate it until you leave it, you know? And so the thought of even going back, like I still apply for jobs, but they don't go anywhere and they don't go anywhere because I've already put out to God and to the universe. I don't want to go back. <laughs> and I, and I affirm that I affirm it. I affirm it. I affirm it. So to do something contrary to that is kind of confusing. And that's why I'm, the Bible says, 
um, not to be a double-minded man because he is unstable in all his ways. And it is unstable. It is double-minded for me to continue to say I don't want to go back to corporate America and then go apply for jobs and be pissed off when I don't get called. So that is one issue that I've been trying to work through because I started blaming God for that, saying he doesn't want me to have a job, not realizing that I am the one who put that out there. I have, I am not just put it out there. I have affirmed that for years, for the past couple of years. And so when you're affirming something like that for years, you cannot blame anyone. You can't blame anyone, not, not anyone. And I'm going to tell you what happened to me last year. I was in two, in the interviews for two different positions at two different companies. The companies were um, similar companies. They were both in cryptocurrency, and um, but they were like, um, what a, ugh, my brain. I, I have brain fog sometimes because of gastritis. So I can't, I can't re- even recall what I was, that, that word I was trying to, to say. But anyway, they were in competition, their competition. That's what I'm trying to say. Both the companies are they're in the same field. Comp- they're competing with each other. And I was interviewing for pretty much the same role in each company. And the killing part is I went through the same amount of interview- <laughs> interviews for each company. I had five or six interviews for each company. And I was at the point where it's time to receive, um, you know, an offer. So... One company was like, the offer is coming. We just have to wait for the manager to come back who's on sabbatical. And I let him know, listen, I have another company that I've gone through the same amount of interviews with, and they are deliberating right now. And so he was like, you know, I promise you, we want you, da 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 So I was waiting on this because I wanted to work at this company. And the other company, it fell through. They promoted someone else. So I just assumed it was going to be this company. So the the manager came back and she said, yes, let's hire Luanza. This was in May of 2022. And when they, when he called me that day, he told me, Luanza, I have the offer letter for you. I was super excited. Um, and then he said, but I can't give it to you. And like everything inside of me just went to like underneath the ground. He said, I got a call like 15 minutes ago to rescind all offers and do not give out any any offers. So I thought I thought he was lying to me and you know this this was just his way of letting me down easy or passing the buck or whatever. So he told me to kind of sit tight because he didn't know what was going to happen. So I just said whatever and I when we got off the phone I got on LinkedIn and listen on LinkedIn sure enough as soon as I put in the name of the company so many people were on there saying, I got, I, you know, I got a call today that my offer was rescinded. Like people who had gotten offers months ago, months ago, their offers were rescinded. One guy was like, 
he he had a choice between Amazon and this company. And he chose this company because they pursued him more, gave him more money for him to turn down Amazon, only for them to rescind their offer the day before he was supposed to start work. Is that not the craziest thing? So, and then the very next day, I went on LinkedIn and not only did they rescind all the offers for every person who they were, they had just given offers to, but they laid off over a thousand people. And I was just like shook, like shooketh. So that was just like, I was, I felt a little bit better because it wasn't about me. It was the company itself. They had overestimated, um, but I was just like, I went through so much. And now all of the, both of these companies are not here. I literally had it in my palm and it was gone. And it, t- it took me so far into a deep depression. Like it shook me. It shook my confidence in myself. And that is what prompted me to go on a mindset journey because it was just like it my confidence plummeted so far because I those interviews were so good. Those people, both companies, they loved me. And it was the perfect job. Both of them were six figures, both of them were, you know, remote, both of them had great benefits. And for it to to just be taken like that has left me, even all this time, almost a year later, shaken. Because since then, I have not had not one recruiter call me for an interview since then. And it has it was it it was that that kind of solidified in my mind that God did not want me to have a job. So I said all that so that you can see how I got to the point where I put the onus of that situation on God and not on me saying, I don't want to work in corporate America. You, do, you see, do you see where I'm going? For this past year, I have been in turmoil as to why... I not only so before that time, before these interviews, every time I applied for a job, I got a call every single time. I was having interview on top of interview, but the interviews never panned out. Like I never got an offer until then. And then since then, I haven't even received a call from a recruiter. The only thing that I get is thank you so much for for contacting, but we've decided to go another way. That's all I get. For a year, that's all I've gotten. So I have, not only has my confidence fallen, but it continues to take a hit every time I apply. And I, and it's not just I apply and then a couple weeks later I get the message. Sometimes it's a, I apply on Monday and on Tuesday I get that message. So you're not, you're literally discounting me. And I have, my last position was senior risk manager, but I'm also not applying for management positions. I am applying for 
individual contributor roles because I don't have, I still want to build me. Like I still want to build the gratitude check. So having a job that is that demanding as a senior risk manager, it's just a no for me. (laughs) It's a no for me. But I think that is one of the reasons why I keep getting a no because I am overqualified for the positions that I'm applying to. And it's just, it has taken a hit after a hit. It feels like a baseball, you know, one of those, um, when you see them and they have that um, ball that comes to them out of that machine, that's how, that's how it feels. And I just get hit after hit after hit after hit. And so my confidence has was, you know, shaken so far that I did start blaming God and saying that you are the reason why I can't get a job. You have decided that I don't, you know, I can't have one. You've decided this. And so my blame has been to him. And it's just simply because of that one scripture that I interpreted wrong that says it, you know, and I, I never, I never, ever remember the part where it says, remember the Lord, your God, for it is he that is giving you the power that gives you the power to get well. I always remember God gives me the power to get wealth. I never remember the entire scripture and I never think of the context, thought of the context surrounding the scripture. The context surrounding the scripture is, you know, the Israelites, you know, going into the land of milk and honey and, you know, getting puffed up because now they went from, you know, scrounging in the desert for 40 years to now they're, you know, getting riches and land and, you know, oxen and cattle. And they think, you know, hey, I'm, I got all this money now. I'm rich out of the labor of my own hand. And this is a reminder to them. The entire chapter is a reminder saying, God brought you out of the land of Egypt where you were a slave. And for 40 years, you went around in this in this um, dry desert. He provided you water. He provided you manna from heaven. He allowed you to live where there are scorpions and snakes all around. He allowed you, even when you rebelled and built a golden calf to worship while Moses was in the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, you guys went too far and he still blessed you. So this scripture is telling them, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gave you this power to get wealth. Because you are sitting here puffed up thinking that you got this wealth through your own might. But he is the one who gave you that power. And because I did not read it in that context, I read it and in my selfishness, I interpreted it about my own life. Every time I received a rejection, I said, God, this is because of you. You did this. And listening to this message today and having to write down my um, limiting beliefs and realizing in that moment that this is not a, this isn't God doing this to me. This is my words doing this to me. It was very humbling. And not only was it humbling, but I had, you know, you, I had to stop immediately and apologize to God 
for all this time giving, putting at his feet things that he did not deserve. And I think of all the times that I and all of us blame God for what our mouth has spoken, for what our our mind has thought, and what we have manifested as a result of that. But because we did not like what we manifested, we blame God for it. I am so guilty of this because I have harbored these feelings, these ill feelings towards God for the past year. When it was my own words, my own thoughts, my own feelings that manifested this. And this is why I always say, be clear and concise on what it is that you want. Be clear. And the Bible tells us to be clear. But I was not clear. I only said that I no longer wanted to work in corporate America. So what I'm in essence telling God is, I don't want an income. (laughs) That's what I told him. Because I did not talk about what I wanted to do. I only affirmed what I did not want to do. And I was given that. I was given that. To the point that I told you guys in 2019, when I was laid off from the job that I worked for many years, I told my, I was laid off on a Wednesday. That Tuesday, I had met with my entire staff telling them, I don't know how long I'm going to be here because I, at that point, I hated that job. And my work, my lips, my words, my thoughts, my feelings talked me out of that job. That was the second time in my life where I talked myself out of a job because, but this time I hated this job so much, but God blessed me because he knew that I hated the job because of my boss's boss who was doing everything in his power to get me out because I just didn't bow down to him. So when he finally was able to get me out because of a merger, God made it so that I was laid off with a parachute package. So I, while I was shocked that, and and this is, this is, this is the, this is what I want you guys to get. I talked and talked about getting away from that job. And when it finally came, the shock and awe and like anger that I had, it always amazes me how angry I get when I receive what I asked for when I really didn't want what I asked for. You understand what I'm saying? And the reason why I say that is because when you affirm something so much and it's not what you want, do not be angry at anyone but you when you get what you've asked for. Because the asking is in the affirmation. When you affirm something that is not what you want in life, that is of your own doing when you receive it. That was my lesson today. I received what I affirmed. What I affirmed is not what I meant. But I received it anyway because I affirmed it. Are you getting that? And that was my aha for today. So now, now I am in a better place than I was when I woke up. Just simply because of this aha. 
and because I was in an argument with God. I was in an argument with him. He wasn't in an argument with me. I was in one with him. But the Bible tells us that sin separates us from God. So that in my sin, I was separating myself from him because I was putting what he what was given to me based on my own words, my own thoughts. I was attributing that negativity to him. So, this has been a very crazy day. <laughs> And although this this started off as an uh, episode about abundance, that's not what it's about, I guess. It's really about watching our words. But I will say one of the, uh, another thing that I learned today was she said to question your beliefs. Now, when I was growing up, I've heard this before from people who are not inside of my religion to question my beliefs but of course when you are in a religion so hard and I'm gonna tell you how deep I was in this religion I went to church of course every Saturday Sabbath school I went to the Christian school that was connected to the church and then my alma mater is also a seven-day Adventist school seven-day Adventist college so when you're that connected to it and someone tells you you need to question your beliefs, you rage against that. But today, but I had already started questioning my beliefs in 2020. And I will say again, I think I said in the, an episode before, something happened between 2019 and 2020 that changed my entire life. The person that I was in 2019 is not the person that I became and who I am now and from 2020 on. There was a shift, not just in my life, but I think if you look at your own life, there's been a shift. There's been a shift in this world from 2019 to 2020. I don't know what that means, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when people say that there, some people say that the world as we knew ended, some people say um, that we entered a new dimension. I am not nearly down a rabbit hole enough to even say that. My the only rabbit hole that I may that I have fallen into, but not as you know deep, is this flat Earth, <laughs> and it's just simply because I believe that we are living under a firmament and I don't believe that the firmament is if we're living under it that means that there is something above and we are below and not surrounding so in order for us to live on a ball there will the firmament would have to surround the ball but I believe the bible tells us that the firmament is above not surrounding it so <clears throat> that is why I can, I am more likely to believe in the theory of flat earth than I am in the theory of the ball. Because it is just a theory. They have not proven that we live on a ball. Just simply because they won't take a picture from space. And to me, it, it still proves that if, if you're not giving us proof that we live on a ball, and the, the images that they've released are all edited they're all made they take pixels and put them together and make it a ball they do not that for some reason they can't 
they can they can show us you know images or pictures from other supposed planets but they can't show us earth we we supposedly went to the moon in the 60s but they can't get back now in 2023 it's just so many things that are just like who you lying to and then the the creator of nasa warner werner von braun on his tombstone was psalm 19 verse 1 and um, Psalm 19 verse 1 talks about the firmament. So I just, it's all very, like, I, I the government has always tried to hide stuff from us. We already know. So I, that's the only rabbit hole that I would definitely say I can go deep into, but I try not to get that deep. I just believe in the firmament, and I just don't believe the firmament is, is covering the, the globe like Earth. So, but um, it's a lot of just be careful with what you see on social media because this one girl I followed, she was, she seemed sane. She was raised at Seventh-day Adventist also, but she now has gone so far down the rabbit hole. She believes that she is getting downloads from the Galactic Federation who seem to be um, a, col- a collection of beings from outer space, from outer space. And she believes that the shape of the clouds are spaceships. So I, I don't I don't really know what's happening, but that just seems a little far-fetched to me. So I haven't gone down. Like I said, I'm not doing all that. But <laughs> just kind of, you know, I don't know why I said all that. But it was um, on my mind to say. So there you have it. Oh, I was talking about... Um, questioning your beliefs and that was the only reason why today I think I got to this aha moment because I questioned my belief in that scripture and why I believe that and that is how I got here so I would say as hard as it is to say write down whatever your limiting beliefs are And the way that you know your limiting beliefs are, look at your world around you today. Why haven't you attained the goals and the dreams that you have for yourself? Start there. And once you ask yourself, why haven't you reached this level? Start writing down why. And your limiting beliefs will come out. And then as you write down those limiting beliefs, challenge them by questioning, why do I believe this? And I'm going to share with you, I only wrote five for now. Um, one of the things she said is when you uh, to not only question your beliefs, but when you start to question your beliefs, they are no longer true. And that's probably why I did not question the church for so long, because I believed on some level. If I questioned it, then it wasn't true anymore. Because you don't question what you believe to be true, right? So one of the things, the five things that I wrote down are these. I can't get a job because God doesn't want me to have one. I can't get wealthy because God has not given me the power to get wealthy. Um, and then I put on here after I my aha, the scripture, the scripture is a reminder that God gave us the power, gives us the power to get wealth. I have interpreted it the wrong way and used it as a limiting belief. So I did put that there to re- as a reminder to myself what I did. And then number three, I can't 
get into a healthy relationship because of my weight. I can't live a good life because of my weight. I can't be loved because my family didn't love me. So those are the things that I wrote down. And I wrote them down because especially that last one. Now the weight thing, yes, it's it's been there and it all ties back to my family. Um, that last one was kind of deep for me because I didn't realize that. And again, I'm going to read it back to you. I can't be loved <clears throat> because my family didn't love me. And it was kind of deep for me to realize that that is, that is a belief that I hold. Um, the only two people I believe wholeheartedly that love me are my sister and my niece in this entire world. Those are the only two people that I believe that love me. And I don't believe my family loves me. I never have. So <clears throat> this has been a limiting belief. And the part about my weight is because I was ridiculed as a child from my family, from the people who were supposed to love me. That was my first kind of, um, like I wasn't bullied at school. I am, I like to tell my niece, I'm not bullyable. Like my personality is very dominant and aggressive. So I didn't, I've always been that way, even though I'm more chilled now than I used to be. But I have a very dominant and aggressive personality. Like I wasn't, you know, a lot of times you see these overweight um, people who are bullied because they are mealy or like my grandmother used to say mealy mouthed and they are shy and introverted. And while I am an introvert in the aspect that I would, I observe more than I speak when I'm in crowd before I get to know people I am like on a cusp I'm like 55% extrovert and 45% introvert and I took a test at work so I know that that's you know that's kind of what it was and everybody was kind of shocked because mostly people thought I was an introvert only one person thought I was an extrovert so and it's just simply because I would rather sit back and observe who you are because I think for me I need to know you before I can interact with you before I could even know how to move with you that's just how I am so I've never been one of those people like in high school I've never I'm not I'm not bullyable because I'm not I'm super aggressive and um you know dominant so I I wasn't bullied at school ever but I was bullied in my family just simply because I and I I don't want to say bullied no that's not the right word I was ridiculed um, because my I come from a very aggressive, dominant family. Like nobody in my family is the type to kind of not say how they feel. Like we didn't, you know, it, it just was, it was a lot of arguments in my family growing up because we all don't have to say what we got to say, you know? So I come from that kind of family and that's just how, you know, what, probably how, why I am the way I am because that's how I, that's what I saw and my aunts and uncles, and that's just kind of who I am. But what they did do was, like, one of my uncles, and I I didn't even realize this until I was writing this down, but, like, I always say that my sister and I, although we were raised in the same household, we had two different upbringings. We are five years apart. So when my mother died, I was eight. My sister was a week from turning three. So she was still malleable, you know? Um, she, of course, remembered my mother for probably, I don't know how long, but I know I, she didn't really cry that much 
after like the first year she had taken to one of my aunts who kind of looked like my mother looked the most like my mother and that was kind of like even though she called her aunt um that was kind of she took the place of of my mother to my sister nobody ever kind of stepped up to take the place or step into the shoes of my mother I only had aunts uncles and a grandmother I never had anyone that wanted to be that to me nor treated me like that and it may just be because I wasn't malleable I was a kid who remembered her mother who for most of her life it was just me and my mother you know so I was not that malleable kid every day I remembered my mother and because I didn't understand death at eight years old and all I heard was your mother is gone I just assumed she'd be back so I never even you know took into account that she was dead it was just she left me so when I was growing up I had I wasn't like I said I wasn't I didn't have anybody that I could, I was um, trying to see, figure out how to articulate this to not be offensive. I didn't have anyone that I was particularly close to for kind of a mother-daughter thing, you know? And not only that, my father had left my mother. She, They were married and um, he left. They never got a divorce. He just left. And whatever, that's... <laughs> Well, both of them are deceased now, so I can't even say it's their story to tell. But I'm not going to ever say anything bad about my mother, so I'm not going to tell that story. But I can say stuff bad about him all day, but he still has a living daughter who loved him. So I won't say anything bad about him for her sake. But I will say that he left like when I was two. So he, I never saw this man again after my mother's funeral. I ne- I've never seen him again. And he died in 2018. So I was raised without mother or father. My sister had her father. Um, I think they, they were, had a rocky relationship and then they became like tight, thick as thieves in her early 20s, I want to say. So she at least had him. I didn't have anyone. And growing up, my sister was called her first name. I almost said her first name, but I don't want to put anybody's name on this. Her first name and then princess. So for go- growing up, she would say, you know, that my name is, where I'm going to call her um, Mary. My name is Mary Princess. And and it, it was like they would say her name, then princess, and then her middle name. So it would be like, my name is Mary Princess Elizabeth. So that's kind of how she was. She um, knew herself. She didn't know princess was not part of her name. And when you think about what a princess is, someone who is loving and kind and everyone loves them and beautiful, that is who they attributed her to be. My nicknames, I had two. One of them, my entire family called me then and still call me now. And another one, uh, even though I've asked them not to call me that middle that nickname, they still do. And the second one is um, what my uncle called me. So the first one is Winnie the Pooh. Now, it's an innocent enough name, and I will say this: I don't 
believe it was given to me maliciously. I don't really know how I got that nickname. Some people say that um, my mother started calling me that. Some people say I asked to be called that, which who what? I don't know. And some people just don't know how I got it. So I don't know how I got the name Winnie, but that is what they called me. And so far is that they made up a song to go with it. But when I think of Winnie the Pooh, I think of a fat teddy bear who loved to eat. That is what I think of. He loved to eat honey. So this is what I think of when I think of Winnie the Pooh. It's very far from princess, right? Fat, overweight, loves to eat, beautiful, caring, loving. Yeah, those are two different things. And then my uncle would call me when I turned 11 as I'm going through puberty. Now, at 11, I grew my boobs and I was like a C cup. So at 11, when your uncle calls you big mama at 11, yeah. And he called me that until I was an adult. Not, and not just when, you know, when I was, I remember him saying that to me when I was like 22, 23. So he called me that all of my life. And a lot of things that they said to me, or not even just to me, like things that were said to me were, you know, don't call her pretty. Um, when other people would say that, you know, you're so pretty. Don't call me pretty. Uh, that was said so many times. Um, I won't say who said what, but one person said, um, fat is not pretty. Um, you know, I was described as a whale getting in and out of a car. Like these are things that was said about me that I was in the vicinity to hear. Like you can't talk about someone behind their back when you're in the kitchen and I am a, a room away, like you're in the same house. And it was always these kind of situations where, you know, they would laugh and talk about how fat I was as a kid and I'm in the house. I can hear you. So these are things that these are the reasons why I have, you know, I what does it say? I can't have a good relationship because of my weight. I can't live a good life because of my weight. I can't be loved because my family didn't love me. Those three came as a result of the nicknames that I had that they gave me and the things that they said about me that they either weren't aware that I heard or didn't care that I heard. So while I, again, I wasn't bullied at school, having being ridiculed by people who were your mother's brothers and sisters is crazy. I remember coming home from college one year and I'm coming to, I think it was a family reunion, and I come into the house, and an uncle I have not seen in years, probably since I was like a 12, 11, 10, and when, as soon as I come in the house, I hear him say to my, my, my aunt, she is large, as if I can't hear you. So it's just things like that, you know, <laughs> it's just things like that, that I, and that uncle, I, I specifically do not speak to anymore. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of, I, I don't speak to most of my aunts and uncles. 
that that's a lie. I don't speak to any of them except for one. And I, I think I said in another episode, the one that I do speak to is the one that actually apologized to me. But um, the rest of them, I, I don't speak to. And even the one that apologized to me, I speak to her sometimes. But, you know, it's just a lot to overcome so many years of that, you know. So, and, and, and here is another limiting belief. I know that this is a very long episode, but it was such a, it was so much to overcome today. The So many limiting beliefs that I didn't even realize, but here is another one. Because I didn't have confidence in myself to be loved by people, I often believed that, I also put that on God. And I believe that when it comes to me and my sister, either she has to be blessed, one of us has to be blessed, and it can't be both of us. So I always told him, if it has to be one of us, let it be her and not me. That was something that I have said for decades. Because I always felt like because I have gone through so much and have carried so much and have not even come through it, but I have carried so much on my back that I would prefer to be the one to deal with all of life's hardships instead of her. And the killing part is I still believe this because I don't want my sister to go through anything. And of course she's had to go through stuff because that's just life. But I felt like the hardest stuff let me go through those things. She don't need to do that. So, I mean, it it excuse the tears because it's just been a it's just been this mindset journey has been so crazy. When you really go deep to change, nobody tells you how crazy it is going to be. Like how deep you have to go to get out these thoughts that have done you a disservice most of your life. Like my limiting belief made me believe that me and my sister both cannot be blessed. Either she has to be blessed or I have to be blessed. And if it's if it's a choice between me and her, let it be her. Is that not the craziest thing? Because that when I think back on that, and while I still believe that, I still believe if there's a choice, let it be her. I don't want to believe that at all. I want us both to be blessed. So this was my day today. And while I have tears, I am so grateful for this aha. I am so grateful for this journey because it is turning me into such a different, better human. I am going to be better able to, like the book that I'm writing that's going to come out of this is going to be crazy. Oh, I am working on a devotional and I just feel like this journey has been 
so fulfilling because it's allowing me to really take stock in the things that I have held dear as beliefs. And I am flabbergasted that I allowed myself to believe these things that seems so detrimental to my soul. Like, why would you believe that both of you can't be blessed? It's just crazy. So I am, I wanted to, you guys know that I don't edit. So I, I just wanted to give you raw and uncut my thoughts and feelings about my journey. And what set out as me educating people on the mindset journey turned into nothing more than a verbal diary of my own mindset journey. So that's really what this is going to be, is me telling you about my own story as I go through this mindset journey. And I hope that it helps you and resonates with you as you journey on your own mindset path. I hope I said that correctly. So this is why I am going to add more episodes because I don't believe that me giving you this once a week or once every two weeks is enough. And I think that I have to give you this, but I also have to to feed you as well. And that is where the uh, motivational Mondays are going to come in. That's where the books are going to come in. And that's where the devotional is going to come in. So I'm going to get back to how I was feeding before because I think that you will need that after you listen to me tell you things like this for an hour. So thank you so much for tuning in to listen, especially if you have made it to this point. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for rocking with me. I am so blessed. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. And guys, if you want to support me on my journey, please go and patronize my books and my journals on Amazon. Look me up, Luanza Christina. They're all there. Most journals start at $7.99. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza Christina, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and give it five stars. If you have not already, get your copy of my book, 21 Days of Thankfulness, available now on Amazon.